Thank you, Chuck Fresh, for that fantastic introduction. Hello to everybody out there in the 8-Bit Nation. Welcome to another episode of Hungry Game Show-inspired shenanigans brought to you by Audio-Technica and 8-Bit.net. And on this, the 17th episode of the Hungry Game Show, our competitor will be going up against a game that was developed by then 2K Boston, now Irrational Games, and 2K Australia, published by 2K Games, released originally on the 21st of August in 2007. We're talking about none other than the FPS slash action RPG slash hybrid horror hit known as Bioshock. And the person attempting to harvest enough Adam to ensure trivia-related victory needs little introduction, but we're going to give them one anyway. She's the founder of the, T the TGIF Horror Movie Podcast, Games Media PR Savant, creator and editor of upcoming personal horror anthology Hear a Scream, which is now fully funded on Kickstarter, mind you. Find her in the horror section of your local Bluffbuster or on them socials at catsteed underscore cat. How the bloody hell are you doing? Oh my God, what an introduction. I am so flattered and <laughs> I'm feeling really good. <laughs> I think I nearly managed it in one breath. It was, uh, I got there in the end, but uh, wow. you know, <laughs> your, your history and your expertise, it just writes itself. We can't sort of downplay any of this stuff. So Thank I thought you. we need to capture and and put it in the bright lights, you know, of the <laughs> podcast universe. So uh, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, you're I'm excited. a doer of many things. Uh, I don't know where Some you things. find the time to sleep. I understand now why you wake up so early all the time with all these <laughs> things on your plate. But uh, did you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe expand a bit more on uh, TGIF or hear a scream or anything else you feel like chatting about? Yeah, so TGIF is my weekly movie podcast where I have a new co-host every week. We basically analyze a horror movie of their choice scene by scene we go into the themes characterizations, settings it's literally just an hour and a half of laughing that's the, the it's a good way to describe ever. it yeah like <laughs> it's a crazy juxtaposition where you're talking about these horrific terrifying disgusting films but there is so much laughter along the way in the podcast it's, it's a really cool it. contrast thanks i really enjoy it um and then the other thing i do well just started founded um, is Hear a Scream, which is, as you said, a an anthology of personal essays uh, from horror lovers across the entire world. So volume one is from women and non-binary people in the horror community. We have a vast range of uh, essay topics coming in that I am just so honoured that they that these people who are contributing wanted to share their stories. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to everyone reading what they've written because honestly, I might have cried at a few submissions. So <laughs> I, I cannot wait. Um, and it's super exciting to see that it that it did reach its goal well in advance of, of cutoff time, mind you. Like, is there any yes. thoughts of maybe some stretch goals or anything like that? Or are you sort of good to uh, go from it where you are? Uh, we're, quite, we're good to go from where we are. So we had, well, I established the budget and what money needed to be assigned where and got all my quotes and put it all together. So I just put in what we needed and anything else that needs to be funded will come out of my pocket, which I don't mind at all. You're so. too good. But yeah, I can't <laughs> wait. And it's, it's not too far away. We're, we're talking a couple of months, maybe, uh, touch wood. 
Week before Halloween? Week before Halloween. That's what we're aiming for. Perfect so that people timing. get their physical copies Halloween pending. <laughs> Cannot wait. Good good well, reading material you. for you, that time. You submitted, you you contributed. So I did. I'm very excited. I'm so grateful. Anytime I like supporting good people and, and also reading and consuming good content. It looks like it's a mixture of both, so Yes, I'm on a roadblock with my essay at the moment, so well, you got a you got a couple of months. I, I heard the editor's a bit of a bit of a hard ass though, so just watch yourself. It could get you into a bit of trouble. <laughs> no, I'm way too polite. That's the problem. Okay. Well, uh, on on a more serious note, like we're here, obviously we're gonna be we're gonna be tackling and battling against Bioshock. Is is? Yeah. Do you want to let let us know why you selected this game as your uh, your trivia contestant today? Yeah, well, um, Bioshock's the first and only video game I've ever completed. Okay, that that's <laughs> that that says a lot there. I think you know, like it stands alone, and it I is a, a brilliant, really brilliant, phenomenal game. I do, and I do love it so much to the point where for years in a row I was cosplaying as a little sister at conventions because I just was so obsessed with the whole concept of the game, and it, it's beautiful it's dynamic it has amazing storytelling even if that wasn't the intention of the game <laughs> yeah it's 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 very special it's very special like yeah. i still remember playing this on on previous 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 gen xbox 360 back in the day and just adoring <laughs> every second of it just the the aesthetic the as you said the story the the characters the, the way it handles horror and just sort of, um, you know, especially in the, the the time period it's set in, it's really gorgeous. And yeah, I can't speak highly enough of it. So so have you finished or played 2 and Infinite as well? Or is this... Oh, yeah. No, I finished those. Okay. So this is like, <laughs> I guess you could say the only series or, or, or yeah, yeah. IP that you've, you've run through and finished. Yeah. I'm pretty hopeless when it comes to completing games. You just, well, you just get what you're out of it, like what you want out of it, I guess, you know, and... If you play half and you can walk away happy, I think that's still a success, right? Yeah, I'm about 10 minutes from finishing Spider-Man, the first one, on PS4. And um, just that was May last year. So maybe well, I fine. need to go back. To that's that. fine. It's great. And obviously, it's it's uh, Miles Morales' spin-off is certainly well worth your time as well. Maybe you'll... Well, I've been playing that. Okay. So... Yeah, we'll we'll see how I go. Maybe yeah. this year I can commit to finishing games. Maybe, maybe. Well, uh, yeah, Resident Evil Village is is calling your name. You're a few hours into that, and uh, yeah, we'll it see how I go. that horror itch. I clenched my jaw for two hours of playing that on Friday night, so um, I just got to wait for that to repair itself, and then mm -hmm. I can go back. Yeah, to... all you have to buy a mouth guard just to sort of yeah. offset sort of some of that discomfort to the chompers. So. Uh, it's the anticipation. It, oh, it got me. That and that's that's the sign of a good horror game, good horror movie, TV show, book, whatever it is. Like it's it's the anticipation leading up to what could happen that always gets me. Like when you're on the edge of your seat, and nothing might not happen, but it's just that lead up and that suspense and that heart racing sort of constant that's in it that makes good good storytelling. Yeah, that's enough for me. Yeah village are so good there's oh, there's parts in i'm thinking about like there's parts in it that i hate but love at the same time because of how much i hate it and how uncomfortable it makes me but anyway we're here to talk about bioshock <laughs> we're here to uh yeah test your gray matter against uh bioshock 2007 classic one of in my opinion probably one of the greatest games of all time uh you know I don't, I don't, it's like no one says that lightly i think a lot of people in the gaming community can can vastly agree with that because it is very special and um 
Yeah, so, so the way the Hungry Game Show works is we've got sort of two components of the show today. We've got a, a multiple choice round where you're going to be picking an answer from A through to D. So you've got four options. Then we've got a rapid fire round where it's just a single answer choice where you're just going to shoot from the hip or try and pull it from the synapses in the, in the gray matter there. Uh, but you aren't going to do this alone. You do have two lifelines available <laughs> at your usage. You can choose to use both. You can choose to use one or none. There's, there's no sort of penalties either way. Uh, and those two lifelines, the first one is phone my friend, where I am going to call a random person within my phone contacts list for support and assistance. Obviously, support and or assistance may vary because there's no guarantee they've played Bioshock. There's no guarantee they've played any video games. There's no guarantee they might know what we're talking about. So it is a little bit of a dice <laughs> roll. And then the second one, 50-50, fairly self-explanatory. We're going to cut down those multiple choices from four down to two. Or if you use that in the rapid fire, I'll give you like a strong hint. A strong hint oh, to benefit. So, uh, yeah, it's not completely restricted just to multiple choice. Uh, but, yeah, the, the scoring, the way it works, multiple choice, uh, you're getting it at a maximum of two points per correct answer. Rapid fire is one point, but if you use a, a lifeline, it's going to cut that down to a maximum of one point. So you'll only get uh, half the score for multiple choice, but full score for rapid fire. But, Kat, do you have any questions, comments, concerns before we maybe fire this sucker up and uh, jump into some of these questions? I am having a lot of flashbacks to my first year of psychology multiple choice exams and I feel a little uncomfortable. But okay. I winged those, so let's wing this one. Yeah, but at the same time, you've been doing a lot of study. You've been doing a lot of research. Your head's been in the Bioshock-shaped books. So uh, I think we're Definitely both feeling has. quietly comfortable that you're going to achieve success here. Like, As far as the, the worst scores of all time on THGS... Uh, we've only had one person score lower than 25 out of 40, so it's out of a maximum of 40 points. And in last place, it's 21, so that's still a pass. So I think as long as you get above 21 points, I think that's a win because you don't want to be last place. P's get degrees. Exactly, exactly. And in first place, <laughs> Dane Peavy tackling Celeste got 37 oh, out of 40. So it was a bit of an out-of-body uh, experience watching and listening to Dane uh, smash that game to pieces. So What a machine. <laughs> 21 to 37. As long as you're in there, but if you're above 37, obviously you're top of the trivia mountains. So, uh, what is what do you say? We we get in on this and see how you fare with Bioshock Trivia 101. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's uh, add a little bit of tension here with oh, a bit no. of uh, suspense-oriented <laughs> music. Question number one might be starting things off easy here. Who knows? <laughs> Rapture was originally constructed in the 1940s by business magnate Andrew Ryan but the game itself is set some years later. What year is the game Bioshock set in? A, 1930, B, 1950, C, 1960, or D, 1999? Well, because this is one thing that keeps coming up all the time in every source I ever looked at, uh, it was set in 1960. So you're gonna C. go with C, final answer, yeah. 1960? Yes. Okay, let's consult the adjudicators here and see if you're on the right track. Flawless victory. Oh, thank God. You are indeed <laughs> correct. You are one for one. So, yeah, obviously the, the start of the game sees protagonist Jack. He's just a, a passenger on a plane that goes down in the Atlantic Ocean. Only survivor of said uh, plane crash makes his way to a nearby lighthouse that houses a bathysphere terminal that takes him down into Rapture in the year 1960. 
one for one. So, so far, you got the best win percentage of all time. Sadly, we can't stop it here right now. I was going to say, so I can just go, <laughs> I'm out? Give, give you like a, an asterisk win. So, you got the, <laughs> the win with an asterisk. Well, let's see 100%. how you go. 100%. We'll remember that now. Make it two episodes. This will be a mini. And then we'll do the, the full length extended cut as well. All right. Question number two. What is the first weapon you obtain in the game? A, a wrench. B, a baseball bat. C, a boomstick. Or D, a crossbow. What is the first weapon obtained in the game? As much as I'd love to do an Ash Williams all through Bioshock and have a boomstick. Can you imagine? (laughs) They need to do that as a DLC for me. Um, I'm going to go with A, Wrench. You're going to go with A, Wrench? Yes. Final answer? Yes. Okay. A, Wrench. Let's see if you are correct. I'm stupid. You're smart. I was wrong. You were right. (laughs) You're the best. I'm the worst. Uh, You're very good looking. I'm not attractive. You are indeed correct. It was a wrench. So yeah, obviously emerging from that bathosphere, uh, you're going to locate your starting uh, starting weapon, the only melee device found in the game. Uh, you think at first, you know, a wrench. It's a bit ho hum, but you can can sort of upgrade and uh, you know improve yourself with certain tonics to uh, hit harder and faster and things like that. And it becomes a real uh, dealer of death. The old wrench. It's probably my favorite throughout the end like i don't even need a gun later on just let me keep the wrench <laughs> give me the wrench just let me bash skulls in oh time. yeah there's something so <laughs> primitive about just melee weapons in in sort of action or horror oriented games and, and yeah bioshock does it well with that wrench it, it serves jack very well throughout his playthroughs so uh all right two for two cracking pace is that 200 percent, or two- just, is that yeah, well, we'll say 200. Why not? Let's go for that. Feel, feeling giving today as far as scoring and math goes. So uh, <laughs> on to question number three. Originally named Protectors, Big Daddies were once humans before Dr. Yi Shihong genetically modified them to have their organs and skin grafted into a big diving suit. What was their primary role in the city of Rapture? A. Protectors of Little Sisters. B. Police and law enforcement. C personal bounces to Andrew Ryan or D <laughs> butlers and servants wait what was the options again protectors of little sisters yeah police slash law enforcement C personal bounces to Andrew Ryan or D butlers and servants well actually <laughs> they were service workers Ooh, you've gone next layer. Yes. So I don't know which one that falls under. Because <laughs> there's a lot there. There is a lot there. There is a lot there. Um, funnily enough, I had a question after this for a bonus point to ask oh. of that. So <laughs> I'll give you that point already. But I guess you could say now, what are they, I guess, known as in, in the game as it currently stands in 1960? Uh, protectors of Little Sisters, A. Protectors of Little Sisters, A. So you're getting a bit too smart for your own good already, <laughs> but uh, you know what? That is correct. So including that bonus point. 
I'm an overachiever. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's well. That's you've come to the right place then, because uh, the bar has been set pretty low by some of the people playing in the Hungry Game Show. So I think you're going to do more than fine. I actually found that out because I have um, the Bioshock art book from the first collector's edition, and it has like the sketches and the purposes for each individual character and NPCs and whatnot throughout the throughout the series. And I'm just obsessed with that book. So. I uh, I had in past tense all three and uh the first and infinite were chewed up by uh by winston when he was in a little pup oh, no. so uh yeah they they met the uh met the trash i was not very happy but oh, no, uh yeah so they're, they're gorgeous gorgeous books yeah i have a skyhook somewhere <gasps> i don't i know it's here somewhere it's in That's my so house good. <laughs> so good so good but uh yeah you are you are on the path to glory at the Ugh. moment, Kat. So, I'm so uh, nervous. <laughs> oh, you've got nothing to be nervous about. You are breezing through this thing. All right, question number four. When dealing with a little sister, you may choose to rescue them or do which one of these? A, hug. B, harass. <laughs> C, high five. Or D, harvest. Um, I wouldn't hug them even with a 10-foot pole with the claw on the end of it. Um... <laughs> I used to cosplay as them all the time. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with D, Harvest. You're going to go with D, Harvest? Yes. All right. Adjudicators, how do we go there? 100. Well, that would make it 400% now. Because um, <laughs> I'm really good at maths. As based off the, the prior quick maths. So, yeah, obviously, yeah, you can uh, harvest those poor little sisters. And... Um, Furthermore, we're going to go to a singular bonus point question here, tying into the Little Sisters theme. Even though they were always called Little Sisters, in the initial game design documents, the Little Sister was not always designed as a little girl. Instead, they were originally planned to be what? No multiple choice here. It's just a single. you got to there's, try and guess it. There's a few things. So, um, there it is was a, a few, really so I'll, I'll take... But you go. You educate. Go. They, they, they were slugs. They were these really disgusting sea slugs. But one of the designers or developers, I'm not too sure, put forward this idea of a dog that was in a wheelchair. Damn it. You're taking all my facts. <laughs> and would, like, cough up shit. You are one... <laughs> You are 110% correct. So yeah, the the slug was the the primary lead-in before yeah. they went with the the young the young girl. But they pivoted to the girl because I guess these designs weren't sympathetic enough. Yeah, but a crippled dog in a wheelchair, um, a crab was, so was another one they looked at. Like <laughs> the crippled dog thing. Like what I read, I'm like, surely this is taking the piss. So I did it like a be. further Google on that, and there was more one saying, "Yep, this was part of the." <laughs> part of the process so uh, imagine having a little crippled dog that you had to harvest that, see that would be That's harder to do than me than a kid like yeah. <sighs> i'd keep the dog i'd be yeah. like i'm sorry it's coming with me now yeah imagine just having like 10 wheelchair dogs following you around <laughs> rapture it's just uh, a dream come true for me oh uh, it would be pretty heavenly but yeah <laughs> i don't know what you guys were thinking there at 2k i wonder if that was like played around with from 2k australia with like yeah we'll have a we'll have a wheelchair dog mate it'll be, it'll be good. 
I mean, it's good. People love right. it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the slug, the slug was the the primary lead in for what a little sister was going to be, and then they pivoted and then pivoted again, and then finally settled on a uh, small human girl. So uh, yeah, there you go. Which I, I, I like that idea. So do I. So do I. But uh, my mind just forever goes to dogs in wheelchairs now. Like. <laughs> It's That's ridiculous. in the art book as well. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. it's it looks awesome too. Anyone that hasn't seen it, just jump, jump on Google. There's a there's a couple of images oh floating around God. on there that highlights the pages, and it's so good, so good. All right, question number five. The look of the bouncer big daddies was inspired by 19th century diving suits, originally origi- uh, originating from which European country? Ooh. A, Italy. B. France, C, Amsterdam, or D, Austria? Okay, this is a harder one. <laughs> I, see, I thought you were just doing that to make me feel a little bit better <laughs> no. that I've got something to, to fake <laughs> no. test you a little. No, because um, I remember actually looking at a video today and it was talking about the different designs of the Big Daddies and, um, and it wasn't just... Um, the big daddies in Bioshock One. They're looking at two as well. Mm-hmm. And I want to say I've got to stop doing that before I just zone out. And... <laughs> <laughs> so um, Italy, France, Amsterdam, or Austria are your four. Remember, you've got two lifelines to play with if you like, or you could just uh, you know take a shot yourself. Totally up to you. The good thing is Amsterdam's not a country, so that's out. Damn it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm going to say France, because they were big on sea exploration during the 40s and 50s. The methodology is sound. Is that your final answer, or do you want to oh, try damn. a lifeline? Nah. No, because I might need the lifeline later. Okay. Okay. So you're going to go... <laughs> rapid fires where I'm going to need the most help. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see if that uh, comes back to haunt you later. So you're going to go with B, France? Yeah. Okay. Judges. Was Kat correct? That oh, is correct. You are was, indeed correct. I almost said Italy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is, it is Francais. And I was curious about your uh, geographic knowledge too, where I'd sneak sort of a city in to see if that would uh, eliminate one of the potential answers. And, and you got me. So, uh, yeah. Anyway. You are I mean, yet to drop even, a point. Because I, when I think of Big Daddy, for some reason I always think of Delta in number yep. two. I rarely remember the Big Daddies in, um, in number, number one. one for some reason. It's it's weird. I can't I can't remember what weapon they have in Delta, like what Delta has. I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember what Delta has either. I just think of the, the big old drill arm from the OG, yeah. the big bouncers. Yeah. All right, so you are you are on a cracking pace at the moment, uh, on track for the best score ever seen in the Hungry Game Show arena. <laughs> Let's see if you can keep that up as we move oh. into question number six. The dreaded splicer is the most common enemy you encounter throughout your time in Rapture. How many different types of splicer oh. do you encounter <laughs> during your playthrough? A, seven. B, about 350. C, <laughs> Six or D, five. I was hoping you'd say three because I can only picture three in my head. Um, I can say three if you like, but it's, <laughs> it's not. A, don't think it's the right one. Because 
I can't remember if Houdini splices are in number one or two. I I don't know if I want to say anything right now just yet. So I'll, uh, I'll <laughs> wait and wait them. hear you talk it out first. Oh my goodness! How they just many... all look the same to me. Yeah. You're a bit uh, a bit prejudiced against these poor splices. <laughs> So, uh, how many different types of splices do you encounter during your playthrough in Bioshock 1? I'm going to go with five because it's the closest to three and I can remember three. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to lock him. The maths is sound, so you're going to go <laughs> D5? Yeah, yeah. All right, D5. Let's see if you were correct there. You sure you don't want to do a lifeline? No, I'm all right. Okay. Yes, okay, wait, yes. Oh, yes. you sure? Do 50-50. Okay, I'm yeah. just going to run this through the supercomputer here. Beep, beep, boop. <laughs> because that's how they sound. Okay, so you are left with seven and five. Oh God! <laughs> so three, about three fifty and four have been removed. Okay. No, six I, has been removed. Sorry. Six. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Because I almost was going to go with six. So yeah, I'm glad so we six did that. Six is gone, and three fifty, or about three fifty, if you want the the actual <laughs> measurement. There. About three fifty. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna yeah D. Five. You're gonna go with D five. Yeah. All right. Oh, you're right. And when oh. you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. You are 110 percent correct. So obviously oh, you've got your, you've got thuggish splices, lead head splices, nitro splices, spider splices, and Houdini splices. Ah, yes, cool. Because I read somewhere they took Houdini splices out of Bioshock, and I was like, "Wait a second, are they in number two instead?" <laughs> yeah, I think I think they were talking talking nonsense right there. Oh. So five. So you oh, are goodness. you are still on fire at the moment. Take take a breath. Winging <laughs> have, it. Have this a is sip me of water. winging it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd hate to see you prepared then. My goodness, be some Rain Man type of situations going on. The thing is, I wish I could remember what I did yesterday. That's okay. I think you. I think you. Well, you're you're out for a little bit. Headaches. So yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Recovering. <laughs> and while you were sleeping, visualizing all these questions. I'm so, probably uh, going to dream about Bioshock tonight. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Hopefully, it's a positive experience. Maybe. Some heavy shit that we'll happens see. in this game. Yeah. All right. Next question. Ignoring the little sister antidote, how many types of body-altering plasmids are there in the game? A. 420 blaze it. <laughs> B. 11. <laughs> C. 15. Or D. 20. I actually know the answer to this. Okay. Because it's an odd number that's not a multiple of five, and that's how I remember it. It is B. 11. <laughs> God, that's, that's impressive. I'm not even going to like... I have a question thing with you again here. I'm just going to say, <laughs> all right, let's fire it up. You are 110% correct. And for a bonus point, can you name at least three of said plasmids? Oh, yeah. Um, Enrage, Incinerate, yep. and Target Dummy. Smash it. Smash it. And you it, get smash six it, slots it. in the game for it. God, slow down, will you? These <laughs> might be future questions here. <laughs> Can't confirm nor deny, but. All right. That is correct. Again. Excellent. Double horns. All right. Next question. Oh, no. Gene tonics are special serums made from processed atom that introduce modified stem cells into the body. Obviously allowing for genetic modification and mutation, giving the user what, sort, uh, what some might call superpowers. Which of the following is not a tonic classification in the game? 
So which of the following Ooh. is not a tonic classification in the game? Combat tonic. Gin and tonic with a slice of cucumber. Engineering tonic or physical tonic? Oh, come It's B. <laughs> really? Are you sure? You don't want to find a friend on this one. Wait, why are you saying that? Just to, just to add suspense and put a bit of doubt in the mind there. Oh, no. <laughs> Which of these is not a tonic classification in the game? Or are you just overthinking things and now you're a little in your no, head? No, I'm overthinking. A, combat tonic. B, gin and tonic with a slice of cucumber. C, engineering tonics. Or D, physical tonic. This is one area I don't really know. Because when it comes to upgrading things, I just do whatever. It's okay. like I button mash and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Just just do whatever. Um, one of these is certainly not like the other. Well, it's got to be B. Unless but, Bioshock wants to mess with my head. And or are you messing with your own head right or now? Or I'm messing with... I'm going to say B. You're going to go say B? Lock it in? Yeah. I don't... Oh, I don't... Yeah. Okay. I'm not that good at these tonic ones. You win. Okay. So yes, I just put gin and tonic with a slice of cucumber in there because I love that drink. It's delicious. Oh, that's my favorite drink. <laughs> yeah, give me give me a nice Hendrix <laughs> with uh, tonic and cucumber, please and thank you. Uh, but the I've Hendrix been drinking. Um, nice. how, how is, is it Whitley? Whitley Moore? Whitley? Whatever the brand of gin is, and they've got a nice uh, rhubarb and ginger flavored gin, which I'm all about at the moment. It is delicious. I actually got an Australian bush gin. Oh, from really? Hoboken Distillery in the Hunter Valley, and it's probably one of the most delicious gins I've ever had in my life. Okay. We'll have to talk mm. more about this later because I'm always yes. hunting for good gin. <laughs> yeah. Because there's a big difference between good gin and the rest of the gins. And beef eater. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um. my God. <laughs> yeah, oh, my, my chest. I have indigestion. You want the house gin? Oh, yes, please, sir. Can I die as well? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Do you have a coffin out back for me? You, you nailed it. Yeah, so obviously <laughs> combat, engineering, and physical are the three tonics. And you already mentioned before that, yeah, you can only have six per classification equipped at once with a maximum of 18 tonics on the go. They're purchased at Gatherer's Gardens and it can be swapped at a gene bank. Those ones I did not know. I just know that the bank things exist and I know the images and I just show up and see what I can get there. Well... <laughs> I'm like, what's this one for? Oh, okay, no, that's not what I need. It's the next one. Whatever can make my wrench swinging heartier and stronger, I will take that, she says. All right, next question. Which character encountered at Fontaine Fisheries accepts to help Jack only if he does something in return for them? What's requested of Jack is the, retrie is the retrieval of a research camera. Once said mm. fetch quest is complete... This character lets you into Fontaine Fisheries only then to betray you. Who is said character? A. J.S. Steinman. B. R.L. Stein. <laughs> C. Richard Wilkins. Or D. Peach Wilkins. <laughs> I've actually met Richard Wilkins. Oh, really? Yeah. At a, uh, I was doing um, wristband like ticket things at a music festival and yeah. I was like that's Richard Wilkins he's, <laughs> he was coming he's, into the music festival <laughs> he's, he's so great like power to he's him so he's so tall he's very tall and yeah. he's looking more and more like a, a real life Ken doll as the years go on and the surgery just 
makes Oof. that face more and more or less and less creepily moving and human. But power to him, you know. He's <laughs> he's doing well, getting every getting every ounce out of that career in that name. So he is, uh, isn't he? you can't deny the hustle. All right, so back um, to the important things here. Which of those characters I mentioned betrays you in Fontaine Fisheries after you help them out? Do you okay, want me to reread well, them or are you all over it? I, I remember them. A is J.S. Stime and he is actually in the medical pavilion and he is a cosmetic surgeon. And he's one of the first like characters you come across and he's like busy chopping up like people's bodies and stuff. Um, B is one of my favorite authors from when I was eight years old and probably to this day. Arl Stein. Um, so I'm going to go with C, Peach Wilkins. No, that's D, but D, Peach Wilkins. D. No, Richard Wilkins. <laughs> no, uh, D, sorry. He looks Peach like someone Wilkins. that could betray you if needs be. but uh, He looks like he could be in a cell shaded video game. Oh, yes. Yeah. He could be in like a Borderlands or something uh, for sure. A Borderlands DLC, Richard Wilkins DLC. Yeah. Less handsome Jack. <laughs> All right, you're gonna go with D. Peach Wilkins. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. All right, adjudicators. I'm stupid. You're smart. This soundbite is far too long sometimes, but (laughs) it gets the point across. I'm the worst. I get it. Uh, You're very good looking. I'm not attractive. So yes, you are correct. Peach Wilkins gives you the old double cross there. Uh, you, you you fetch said camera. Then he's going to give you safe passage through Fontaine Fisheries, makes you put all your weapons in this uh, pneumo tube just outside to be let in. So you end up fighting him weaponless outside of your powers and what have you, and uh, it's a pretty cool battle. But yeah, J.S. Steinman is uh, yeah that crazed surgeon slash uh, doctor in the medical pavilion. But you already knew that. You already in- informed and entertained and educated the listeners with that one. So uh, The funny thing is that I have played Bioshock uh, like a couple of handfuls of time, like handfuls of times. Is that the way? handful of times? I don't know. When you're saying um, handfuls, it sounds like you've played it like ten times, like through. Um, not all the way through. I get to like a certain point, and I'm just like, oh, I'll come back to it. Yep. And so anything that's beyond like halfway, I'm just like, like when you're talking about Fontaine Fisheries, I'm like, where? Damn, I wish I knew this before we recorded because I could have <laughs> steered some of the questions to the back half of the game. Oh, you anyway. steered it all to the front end, and I'm That's like, they're it. the bits I remember. <laughs> well, hopefully uh, some of these next questions mix things up a little bit. All okay. right, so we're, we're going to the second last question in the multiple choice round. Second last, you've still got mm-hmm. phone, my friend, there. You don't have to use it if you don't want to, but it is there if needs be. Okay. All right, question number 10. Where and when did the Rapture Civil War erupt? A. Kashmir Restaurant in 1959. B. Arcadia, 1950. C. Summer, Your Mama's Porch, 1969. (laughs) Or D. Columbia, 1912. Ooh, okay. Where and when did the Rapture Civil War erupt? Okay, well, it's obviously not C. As much as I want to put that forward as my answer. <laughs> I'm tossing up between B and D. B and D. Okay, yeah, so Kashmir it's... Restaurant, 1959. Or D, no. Columbia, 1912. Oh, wait, no. B and, B and D? Oh, B is Arcadia, 1950. Oh, right. Yeah, B and D. Because Columbia sounds like, I know that's in Infinite. I think. <laughs> it may be. That one I haven't played as much as the first one. <laughs> it's only been half a handful of times. 
not handfuls of times like uh, Bioshock. Twice. It's still a good run. I get to the songbird like battle and I'm done. Yep. So (laughs) that's enough for me. (laughs) I played through on the first time. Then as soon as I get to songbird, I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. Moving on. Going back to Bioshock (laughs) One again. It's a comfort game. I've played it on every console except for PS5. So I've played PS3, PS4, and PC. Damn. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with B, because I know that Arcadia is a level you need to clear. Okay. So you're going to go with B, Arcadia, final answer? Yeah. Okay. I just don't know about the year. <laughs> All right. B, Arcadia. Is Cat correct? What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. <laughs> Sorry, it is indeed no. Kashmir Restaurant 1959. Oh, no. Okay. So you are, you are human. You are human. See, obviously this happened on uh, New Year's Eve of 1959 and uh, it was outlined uh, Diane McClintock, who is uh, Andrew Ryan's mistress. She was celebrating that restaurant alone. She witnessed the angry mob rush in, shooting everyone in her in sight. And you find a personal audio log which sheds light on this on this incident and also highlights as well that the splicers still wear the masks from that particular day and do so to hide their deformed faces. And, um, wow. Yeah, it's, it's a bit a bit sort of sad and depressing because yeah. the, the deformed faces were taken from real photos from soldiers from World War Two that obviously yeah, yeah took took gunfire and, and damage during the war. So and then uh, had um, I think it's called maxofacillary surgery, like when you get your your eye sockets and your mouth redone. Yeah, it's it's. Ugh, I've it's, seen some of the pictures and I was just like, oh wow, that's yeah, intense. It's horrific. Like uh, modern yeah. medicine has certainly uh, you know improved leaps and bounds since then. But I oh, guess thank God. back then you didn't have much of a choice, did you? It was either that or you have a big old hole or part of your face missing, and oh, oh, you feel so for sad. them. But there mm-hmm. you go. You've dropped your first points. I know. But that's that's okay. why I was like, I don't know about the year. <laughs> Yeah, what happened? Yeah, just just the year prior to uh, to old Jack oh. rolling into town. So, uh, Cashmere Restaurant, nineteen fifty nine. All right, the last question in the multiple choice round. Are you ready? Yes. As is tradition here at the Hungry Game Show, we must also take a moment to look at both the film and music industries, and more importantly, what finished as number one for the year Bioshock was released. So, I ask you this: What was the top song on the Billboard charts? And what was the highest grossing movie? Oh no. <laughs> for 2007. So I've looked at these numbers for for this one as the overall box office revenue, not just what they made in 2007. So it's going to be the cumulative number from then to now. Okay. Okay, so A, Spider-Man 3 and Umbrella by Rihanna. B, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End and Irreplaceable by Beyonce. C, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix and Hey There Delilah by Plain White Tees or D, The Simpsons Movie and Big Girls Don't Cry by Fergie. Oh my God, they all came out at around the same time. That that whole era just mashes together for yeah. me. <laughs> so, so all those songs and all those movies were released in 2007. Oh, okay. So yeah. I'm not just having like a, no. I just lost all sense of time during five years okay good Um. so they all came out in 2007 it just depends on where they ended up as far as end of year charts and overall box office revenue that's 
That's really a good question because I believe that Irreplaceable, because it's Beyonce, absolutely stormed the charts for like months in a row. You reckon um, a bit of Queen Bee could have been top of the pops in yeah, 2007? She is every year she releases a new song. <laughs> yeah. Like, what was it a couple of years ago? Lemonade? Oh, yep. Yep. And now um, she's got a competition with her daughter starting to release tunes. So, oh, no uh, way. Yeah, crazy times ahead there in the old uh, Beyonce, Jay-Z farm, um, family yeah. establishment. But then there's also Rihanna with Umbrella. And I will always love that song because of Tom from yes. Spider-Man doing his, um, that whatever that dance TV yeah, show that was. Lip that lip sync battle royale or whatever lip-sync, it was. yeah. Oh, and I just oh, I love Tom Holland so much for that. Um He's it was one of the dancer. best things I've ever seen. Like just just for this this guy that just played Spider Man to come out and absolutely own it and gender bend this song and cross dress and yeah he could dance like no one's business. Well, you know that he played Billy Elliot in the musical, like the Broadway production. That of explains it. it now. Then yeah, he got so moves. I think he that man started dancing and like obviously did acting as well. But yeah, his career took off from musicals. There you go. See, I'm learning things as well. <laughs> oh, I'm. I love Billy Elliot. That oh, I'd kill to see it. In, as, no, uh, I, as I as saw it in Sydney when I was a kid. That we did it for like um, a school excursion. Oh, maybe no. I, I, I wasn't I, like they didn't bring the cast from like the United Kingdom or anything. It was like yeah. local people I've never heard of. But no, I remember they fine. did do that. Yeah. Oh, that would have been so cool. I went to a performing arts school and we never got to go see musicals. We're too busy doing our own, I guess. <laughs> yeah, too busy being too good. You yeah. do your own Billy Elliot. <laughs> we were Billy. No, in my last year of school, we did Sweeney Todd. Oh, awesome. Demon Barbara Fleet Street. Yeah, I was Fantastic. in the for that. That was cool. Um, okay, I digress. Back um, on track. It's funny because yeah. we're connecting all these loose dots. You're like, so Spider-Man 3, Tom <laughs> Holland, Sweeney Todd, Pirates of the Caribbean, Johnny Depp. Like, oh, yeah. We've got all these all these threads oh. intertwining here. So, Spider-Man 3 and Umbrella by Rihanna. Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End and Irreplaceable by Beyonce. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. And Hey There Delilah by Plain White Tees. Or The Simpsons Movie and Big Boys... Oh, Big Girls, sorry, Don't <laughs> Cry by Fergie. I'm sure Big Boys don't cry as well, but uh, nothing wrong for anyone if they do. Oh, look, I'm going to say that because Spider-Man 3 had Tobey Maguire in it, it was a little bit... By that point, um, <laughs> have you ever watched Spider-Man Three? Once. It's I'd... so bad. It's that's what. So that's bad. why. Um, I'm gonna go with B because I'm a big Beyonce fan. Okay, so you're gonna go B. And I love that whole album. I love that song. I, I don't. Re- I don't think I watched Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End because also at that point I was over Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. So. I think. I think if you've seen one of those movies, you've seen you, them all and can all. just assume where the plot goes every single time. It just gets ridiculous, and that's all you need to know. Yeah. All right. So you're gonna go B. Pirates yeah. and Irreplaceable Beyonce. All right, judges. Flawless victory. Oh, you are indeed correct. Never date, never, never doubt Queen Bee. No, no, she'll come for you if you do. You know, there's big you know trouble. So funny. Side note: my ex-boyfriend's dad used to call Beyonce Beyonce, and I never knew what he was talking about. And I'd be like, Rob, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, you know, the singer Beyonce. And I'm like, who? <laughs> And then it took me a while to figure it out. And I was like, oh, my God, he means Beyonce. Ah, uh, bless him. Oh, Beyonce. I love it. So uh, you were indeed correct. So Irreplaceable oh. by Beyonce accompanying Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean at World's End. So, How uh, did that gross, honestly? Yeah. 
It's um, it grows. It's like to date nine hundred and sixty million. Wow. Yeah. Is that because they have a ride at Disneyland? Maybe, maybe, <laughs> and maybe this was like where people were starting to wonder how creepy Johnny Depp was, and it wasn't confirmed. <laughs> so everyone still had like doing that some research. appeal. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, in this listing, uh, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix was is second with nine hundred and forty one million. Spider-Man 3 somehow in third with $895 million, and The Simpsons movie down in eighth with $536 million in earnings. Wow. It's so funny because I watch so many horror movies where, you know, they're only grossing at like $50 million. It's so depressing. It is yeah. so depressing. Um, related Everyone give but unrelated. Tony Collette her fucking Golden Globe. Yeah, Whatever they're called. I don't know what the awards are called. The Os- yeah, Golden Globes, <laughs> Emmys, Oscars. Oscars? I... Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm still hanging out for Antlers, even though it's been oh. kicked 12 months. Like, obviously, it's coming out in a few months now, but Please. that looks like the next next good big horror film. Uh, Spiral is coming out this week. That's coming out on, on Thursday, 15th. yeah. Yeah. On the, four- the 15th? Is that Thursday? Is that the 15th? Stand by. Let me pull up this calendar. Maybe it's the 14th in Australia and 15th in the US because of the movie 13th. preference day. The 13th is Thursday. So it's coming out on the 13th, so... Oh, excellent, because we have movie day is Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, yeah oh, which is great. That makes me so much more excited. I'm going to go take myself to the movies. I oh, See, I love a good solo movie session. I do it all the time. I can't wait. Yeah, I, but see, I don't know how I feel about, about Spiral. Like, the last few Saw movies for me kind of got a little ho-hum, so I'm hoping it's a bit of a return to form. Well, the writer, Josh uh, Stolberg, uh, he comes into lots of different horror clubhouses with a lot of different people, uh, filmmakers, podcasters, screenwriters, whatever. And he said that this Saw movie has the most messed up Saw trap in any Saw movie ever. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I, in. I'm, I'm ready I to get grossed out. I was in when they said Chris Rock and friggin' Samuel, Samuel L. L. Jackson. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah. Samuel L, like, it's weird seeing Chris Rock play like a straight shooter, but, like, in the trailers, he at least, he looks all right. Yeah, so yeah. it'd be a bit different. Uh, but, yeah, Spiral out this week. And then Apparently, Antlers, I think, August. Apparently, there's a line that Samuel L. Jackson says in, like, the first couple of movies, and they've gotten him to say it again in this one, and I'm, I can't remember what the line is, <laughs> but I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll put the line in. Through the, through the magic of post-editing, the line's going to go right You want to play games, motherfucker? It. Thanks, Samuel. All right. All right. So that brings us to the end of the multiple choice. Would you like a progress score to see how you're tracking, or do you want to wait and go in blind and see where you come out at the Uh, other side? Let's go in blind. Let's Let's go go in blind. blind. I I suck at open-ended questions, so let's do it. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. I might try and change some of these questions on the fly to uh, make you squirm a little. No, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. (laughs) All right. So into the rapid fire, you still do have the phone, my friend. Lifeline, you don't have to use it if you don't want to, but it is there if you want to call upon that. All right, let's change up the tunes a little bit and jump into rapid fire. What is the name of the experimental forest and botanical garden responsible for supplying Rapture's oxygen? Oh my God. Um... This word may or may not have been spoken about in prior questions. Ah, oh, that doesn't help. The thing is, I know... And I... I, No, I can't think. I can't remember. Can I pass and come back? 
Okay, we'll let you have a pass and come back. Don't usually do that, but I think I allowed that on, on like last episode remember. a couple of still, times, so I'll circle back. Happen. All right, question number two in rapid fire. Big Daddy's come in two main forms, bouncers and what? Rosie. You are indeed correct. One point right there. Next question. Who called the little sisters her little ones and acted as though they were her children? Dr. Tenenbaum. That is also correct. All right, weapons can be upgraded at locations throughout Rapture called what? Oh, um... El... El Amo Bandito? Mm, you want to rethink that one? Oh, the, the circus one. Um... <laughs> I'll let you pass this one and come back as well, but no, you've got no more passes. No, I won't passes. remember it. Okay. I know it's the something circus, circus something. Oh... Weapons can be upgraded at locations throughout Rapture called what? Four words. What? Remember how I said to you earlier, I don't remember what they're called, and I just <laughs> go to them, and I'm like, I know the symbol on them. I know it has a clown. Um, uh, I don't know. You gonna throw something? Wanna come back to it, or you wanna no, just- No, I'm not gonna remember. All right, power to the people is the weapon upgrade stations. What? Yeah. I don't remember that. I just go to them. <laughs> you just, you just there. You just exist. I see the color of it, and I'm like, that's the one. That's the one. There. All right. All the right. next question: Which character refers to you as Little Moth? Ooh, um, Atlas. Final answer. Oh no, not now. Um. Little mouth. I'm trying to remember the accent that it's set in. Um, uh, I'm going to go with Andrew Ryan. It is incorrect. It's Sander Ugh. Cohen. Sander Cohen, the oh, creepy... Oh, he's so creepy. <laughs> very creepy. Wants you to uh, kill and take photos of people for him. So, uh, uh, yeah, Sander Cohen. sounds like my jam. Not the killing, <laughs> not the killing people. Um, Taking photos of dead people. Yeah! I don't know what the jam... Where's the good jam here? It's all a bit... Uh, Look, now that you now you put it in that light, <laughs> I just look bad. That's <laughs> nah, all right. Nothing wrong with being curious. Next question: True or false? The player can purchase the third level versions of plasmids without having the first two levels as a prerequisite. So with plasmids, if you don't have it, or say you're at one, you can jump straight to three. Can you True. or can you not? Yes. That is yes, correct. Yes. That is indeed correct. Back on. Alright, at one point <laughs> in the game you are tasked with finding a camera. This object does no damage whatsoever but proves to be a deadly addition to your arsenal. What is said camera's purpose? A security bot? Mm, could use a little bit more more information. A surveillance on this. camera. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. So um, surveillance slash research is what I was looking for. So yeah, every picture taken can add towards uh, research points that queue and accumulate towards tonic and upgrade rewards. So uh, mm. I'll give you that. All right. What is Bioshock's score on Metacritic? Oh, good question. I'm mm. going to say on which platform? Well, I'll give you like <laughs> PC and Xbox 360 is the... The ones the I'm looking one. at, yes. I think it's like 86. Do you want to try again? 82. No, that's no, the PS3. I reckon you should be going north, not south. 
89. You've got to phone my friend there. Let's phone my friend. All right. Stop the press. Oh my god. Who's my friend? <laughs> We're going to find out. I had I had someone else lined up, but they've funnily enough gone down with a headache or some kind oh, of no. ailment as well. I've given so it to them. Or maybe me. I had one um, this morning, but I think it was just because I was caffeine deficient. So I'm just going oh, to... Oh, that's me every morning. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you there. <laughs> All right, let's see. Hopefully, you'll be able to hear this come through on your headphones as well. And with this connection, you should be able to uh, talk and exchange info back and forth too. So oh let's God. call this up and see if it works. <laughs> Can you hear this ringing? Hello, Ben McJanet. Is that you, the host of Cocktail Club on those socials at the Spawny 13? How you doing, good sir? Uh, wrong number, mate. Ah, oh, God damn it. Sorry. Uh, would you like to hear about our Lord and Saviour while well, I've got you? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> All right. So I have called you. I am here doing another episode of The Hungry Game Show with the fantastic cat. She is working her way through a slew of questions regarding the... 2007 classic Bioshock. We've gotten to a question that has stumped her a little bit. And the question <laughs> is going to be now tasked with your responsibility to help steer Kat in the right direction, put your answer yeah. on the table, and then obviously Kat can ultimately decide if she wants to go with what you're saying or maybe trust her gut a little bit. So uh, I'll put a bit of tense music on, Benny, and uh, throw the question right. away. You ready? Kat, I am sorry. I never finished Bioshock. <laughs> Oh, you don't need to have finished it for this question. <laughs> All right. All right. Let, let me have it. Let All me right. have it. Tense music is a go. It's a fairly simple one. There's been a lot more curlier questions today, but this question, mm. Benny, what is Bioshock's score on Metacritic? And we're focusing on the PC and Xbox 360 versions of the game. Mm. Obviously, okay, so this did originally only come out on PC and Xbox. This didn't come out on PlayStation until much later. Correct, correct. See, ooh, mm -hmm. see? I'm feeling, you know, feeling a little bit confident uh, already. So... I already told Kat it was... I already told Kat it was higher than 86. She's, she said 86, <laughs> really? and I said it's north of 86. So that's, that's, what I said. <laughs> that's some clue that I got for you. Talk it out. Mm -hmm, I'm going to sit mm -hmm, here and mm -hmm. sip on a bit of my tea. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking... So I remember it was a pretty um, impressive game back when it first came out. And I'm going to say it was... I don't know about Metacritic-wise, but I think it was reviewing in the 90s. So I'm going to probably take a stab and say maybe 93. Okay. <laughs> So you're feeling That's 93. Cat, where what are you yeah. feeling? What are you thinking? I was gonna go with 92. Okay. Cause I feel like I was reading reviews recently about it when you asked me what move what what game I wanted to look at. So oh. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna I, say I 92. Know it was definitely getting in the nineties, but yeah. yeah. What number in the I'd probably say low nineties, it'd be my estimate. Um, so yeah, uh, 93 is my guessing number, so I'll, I'll leave it at that. Okay, okay so that's Benny, made me you're more confident. 93. Kat, you're feeling 92. Yeah. Yep. Where are you going to go? What I'm going to go, go with 92 because Benny's saying that it has made me more confident in me upping the number. Okay. Towards right. my other number I was leaning towards. <laughs> so we're going to lock in 92? Yeah. 
Final answer? Yeah. Okay. Judges, is it 92? The price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> oh, no. I am Damn so it. sorry to say you guys severely <laughs> undersold Bioshock. It's a 96. Oh, no a way. 96. <laughs> you heathens. 96. Maybe game reviewers were nicer back then. But I know you said no, 86, and if we wanted to flip that to the user score, the user score is 8.6. So oh. I'm going to give you half a point because I'm feeling kind because you've been doing so well and you were close. <laughs> so 96 for PC and Xbox 360 old wow. Bioshock back in the day. Look at that. There you go. But Benny, thank you for taking the time out of your schedule. I know you're working remotely doing your thing at the moment, so I appreciate you taking yeah. the call here. You're a good man. No worries, man. Be sure to follow Benny on them socials at the Spawny13 and get every episode of Cocktail Club in your ears ASAP, but obviously enjoy responsibly. Benny! Enjoy responsibly, yeah. Chat to you later, my man. Cheers, man. Catch you later. Good luck, Kat. Thank you. Bye. Bye. There you go. <sighs> 96 out of 100. Wow. No, yeah. not like I think that it didn't deserve that. I'm just... You know, like when you look at game reviews now, it's like people are writing really nice reviews and then giving it a six out of ten, and you're like, how? It's ridiculous. Like I'm, I'm, all, I'm on the fence with with scoring games, but I know a lot of websites and global companies need that, I guess, as a benchmark. But you're 96. I think it's in the top ten of all time on Metacritic as far as game so reviews it go. Should be 100. It is a phenomenal game, and yeah, you. You got the half point there because you did say 86, which is 8.6, which is the user review on Metacritic. So, uh, you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon style, we got there. That was a shot in the dark, honestly. Well, got you half a point. It could be uh, the difference maker between coming out first or coming out last. Who knows? Oh, no. Who knows? All right, let's get back into it. We'll get some more of this tense music going and finish this last handful of rapid fire questions. <sighs> What is the magazine size for the grenade launcher weapon? Two. No, like maximum oh. bullets it can hold. <laughs> for a grenade launcher? Yeah. Yeah. What's the maximum amount of oh. ammo you can hold? One. It's, it's a multiple of two. Four, six, eight. <laughs> Which one of those are you going to settle on? <laughs> you got to go so in the middle? Because when you play like other other games like it's one it holds one round before you have to reload so it's so odd um i'm gonna say four because i like that number i don't really use the grenade launcher so should i want to go in the middle or higher or lower what are you feeling in the middle of four well you said four six eight or ten i think you said right so let's go with oh okay uh it's multiple six you're gonna go six yeah (laughs) you are correct it is six (laughs) We got there somehow. I don't know how why. Anyway, next question. True or false? There are 222 audio diaries hidden throughout Rapture. I know there's a lot because they wanted to have absolute seamless gameplay and not hold it up with cutscenes. Um, but I don't think there's that many. But I'm going to yeah. say true because I know go- there's a lot. You're going to say true there is 222? Yeah. Final answer? Yep. Yeah. Incorrect, there's 122, which is still oh. an awful lot. I was going to say, there is heaps in there, and imagine trying to get all those to platinum. Oh, yeah, God. you need to get all of those for the old uh, Perfect Gamer score on the yeah. Xbox 360 back in the day. 
and obviously platinums. But uh, yeah, uh, next question. Whose voice is used for the Circus of Value vending machines? It's Ken Levine. <laughs> that is correct. And who is Ken Levine, may I ask? He is the writer and producer of the entire Bioshock game. And he is also the owner of Irrational Games. Boom, 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 boom. I'm going to give you an extra <laughs> half a point there because you uh, took that to the next level. All right, the next question. The game Bioshock is actually inspired by a novel called Atlas Shrugged. Which Russian-American philosopher, novelist, screenwriter, and playwright known for developing the philosophical system of objectivism authored this book? That was a long sentence, but we got there. <laughs> so who authored Atlas Shrugged, which was what Bioshock was inspired by? I actually had to read this book for a PAX panel last year, so... Damn! Because <laughs> we talked about uh, book-to-game adaptations, and it is by a philosopher by the name of Ayn Rand. You are... Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand, yeah, you are correct. I wasn't sure how to pronounce it, so I was waiting I'm for you to... Sure. Yeah. I'm not too sure. Yeah, Ayn Rand is how I sort of read it and thought it was too, so uh, well done. Another correct answer. a lot to digest. I can only imagine. Oh. My goodness. But anyway. I still don't understand what the book is about. Um... Clearly, it's uh, about Bioshock. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> All right, the next question. The name of the scientific research facility where Little Sisters and Big Daddies were created is called what? Oh, good question. Um... Oh, and I'm like picturing um, the images with the doctor and the professor in there. And I just, I don't know. It's two words and they're both using the same first letter of each of those words. So there's some uh, alliteration. Oh used with these no, two words. I don't remember at don't all. Know? No. All right. It was Point Prometheus. Yeah, see? Point Prometheus. It's, that's towards the end of the end of the game. You've yeah. gotten me <laughs> yeah. with that. Yeah, it come through in the end, these uh, <laughs> final final act and final half of the questions. All right. The plot twist emerges, you discover the truth, and you make your way to exact vengeance upon those who lied to you. You now know you were brainwashed. What words were always used to make you obey? Would you kindly... Boom, 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 boom. That is correct. <laughs> Do you know there's an episode of Black Mirror where they actually use Would You Kindly over and over and over again, and it is a reference to Bioshock. That's great. I, I'm yeah. a big fan of uh, Black Not so much the latest seasons, but the early stuff was peak. And um, Yeah. I think it's... I haven't seen the episode, but um, I just, I've just read it in forums, and I think it's season three, possibly. It's great. Yeah, it's, it, is, it is a very, very interesting show that makes you a little bit paranoid but uh, yeah that's why i don't watch it yeah. i don't need that <laughs> yeah. who's in my phone who's watching me what am i doing all that kind of stuff all right the penultimate question here <laughs> on the hungry game show rapid fire edition who is the final boss of the game oh um fontaine that is correct i would have taken frank fontaine too if you wanted to i can never remember name. his first name <laughs> it's not important all right and the last question Actually, sorry, I lied. The second last, because we got the first one to go back to. Oh, God. We gave you that pass. So we're going to go back to that one, then give you the last question. Maybe I should have phoned a friend then. That's okay. What is the name of the experimental forest and botanical garden responsible for supplying Rapture's oxygen? Mm. 
And I'm just remembering because Andrew Ryan releases this toxic gas and you have a mission where you have to go in and you have to like regenerate all the trees <laughs> so that you can breathe. And I just, I can't remember the location at all. Are you a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan? Yes. Album titles may be tied to this place. Yeah, now all I can think of is Mother's Milk. <laughs> See, I would have went to Blood Sugar Sex Magic personally, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't... Compl it's, it, they're both wrong, I'll tell you that. But uh, the, this place, um, this word is loosely used in one of their album titles. I'll give you 10 seconds. All I can think of is Californication, and that's not going to get me anywhere. No. The place is Arcadia. Stadium we Arcadia. We about it earlier. Damn we it. were. We were. And see, I referenced. I said we talked about it earlier. Because whenever I go in there, I was like, this place is so pretty. It really is pretty. It really is. It's one of the best looking parts of the whole game. But uh, yeah. anyway, the Stunning. final question, Kat. Uh -oh. If you rescue all of the little sisters in the game, how many little sisters did Jack take back to the surface and adopt as his own daughters? He takes five. And I love the ending cutscene. It's so beautiful. It really is beautiful. And... Regarding that final answer, you are indeed correct. <laughs> Jack does take five daughters home with himself. And yeah, the, the final scene where he's old and on the deathbed and they're all grown. Oh, it's, oh, it's heart wrenching stuff. My heart. It is How very, very special like storytelling. But you only get it. It's because there's two endings to the game. So you only get it if you save all the little sisters. You got to save them. Yeah, if, if you harvest them, you pretty much uh, take over old Andrew's spot as the tyrant of Raptor and just become a bad dude. And depending on how many little sisters you harvested, the story and the tone of how it gets told about what Jack gets up to after that is worse and more ominous. So uh, yeah. big contrast, big contrast. Definitely did harvest little sisters for my first playthrough. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, oh, I don't like this. Yeah, it, it makes you feel like, and it's good that it makes you feel uncomfortable because it's yeah. not something that anyone should be happy to do, but... You need that Adam sometimes, you know? You need that <laughs> you just, to survive and fight all these creatures and bad things. You just got to become friends with Tenenbaum and she'll give you a whole bunch. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of the Hungry Game Show from oh, a Lordy. question perspective. Do you want to know how you fare? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So as far as scoring goes, as I mentioned, Slim the Dream is in last place on 21 points. You finished above him okay if we jump up a few to say equal ninth on 30 points miss ellie hart and jack cruz you finished above them oh if we were to jump ahead to equal sixth place currently jared trail of Rainbite studios and australia's john opeck on 32.5 points you finished above them what first place dane peavy on 37 points is the current benchmark. Let's see if Hall & Oates is going to play you out or is it going to be Tina Turner? What does that mean? <laughs> so you were so close yet so far away. You finished on a grand total score of 33 out of 40. Wow! Which I think is a pretty bloody phenomenal effort, especially with some of those questions in the rapid fire. It gets a bit dicey. They, they really... They really pick your brain. This, I was like, multiple choice. I got this. Rapid you fire. really did. You really. I thought you were gonna, you know, breeze to the finish. But uh, luckily, I had some questions from the last half of the game 
to keep things interesting. So you are currently sitting in outright sixth place That's so on cool. 33 out of 40. How are you feeling after that? Really? I The ego and confidence boost I have right now, through the roof. Through the roof. Rightfully so. Like you were, you were, <laughs> there were some deep pulls. You were just like, just snapping out of nowhere here. Just confidently throwing this and that. There's then throwing things. factoids and trivia back at me. Like it was, it was like it was just, um, you know, out of body experience. I was just watching this thing play out. So uh, that's what I do in my podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do it bloody well. Uh, thanks. So yeah, that brings us to the end of the Hunger Game Show. Cat, is there anything you want to want to say? Um, you want to plug, promote? Now's the time before we close down the studios for another little while. Yeah, all I really want to promote at the moment is the Hear Us Scream anthology. So go find us on Twitter at Hear Us Scream with two M's. Um, because that's all I could get on Twitter. And yeah, Twitter. support our amazing contributors and get to know us and find out more. Please do. Uh, and you've still got time to support and get your content before the week of Halloween. So yes. get excited. A little bit of uh, ambient reading to accompany <laughs> your Halloween and your costume parties and all that kind of fun stuff that comes with that fantastic event. But Kat, thanks for being such a bloody good sport today. Coming on in and testing your trivia medal really means a lot. And uh, I think you did really well. Outright six, thanks. that is mighty impressive stuff. I'm impressed. Me too. Me too. So uh, yeah, find Kat at catsteed underscore on the socials find myself at brendan 8bit find us as a collective at we are 8bit but until next time 8bit nation may your answers be true (laughs) i love that